It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, July 17th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. A helicopter from Air Station Sitka medevaced a man from a tugboat near Wrangell early last Monday morning. The master of the 99-foot Mickey Hanna was transported to Sitka for medical treatment. His tug continued its voyage to Ketchikan. KSTK's Sage Smiley reports. A quarter after 11 p.m. on July 9th, the Coast Guard received a call. The master of a tug driving near Wrangell, six miles west of Zarembo Island, needed medical help. It was at the point where this guy now, he just needs to get off the boat. He needed a higher level of care. Uh, In this case, he needed to get surgery pretty quickly. Lieutenant Tim Christensen was the hoist pilot on the Coast Guard's medevac flight, the pilot maneuvering the MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter, while other crew retrieved the tug master. The Coast Guard published a video of the rescue. Easy forward right. And hold. Hold. Prepare to take the load. Taking the load. And fast on swim. The initial details were that there was a tugboat captain that uh, had some some form of a like a debilitating injury that might have been happening for a little while now, so it's gotten worse. Christensen says the crew from Sitka was in the air about half an hour after the call. They were able to get the tugmaster back to help in Sitka within a few hours. There was an on-call surgeon that uh, fit the bill for what they needed to, to, to help the gentleman. And uh, yeah, so we were able just to pull right from the boat and come right back here to Sitka where we came from to start with. The 99-foot tug Mickey Hanna and the barge it was pulling was able to continue on its southbound route. Christensen says he understood it would meet additional crew in Ketchikan. The first mate of that vessel was a very competent mariner from what we understand, so he was going to continue to sail that boat with the barge down to Ketchikan. Christensen says that even though Southeast Alaska has a whole lot of waterways, it's actually less common for the Coast Guard in this area to do a medevac from the water. These are the type of calls that we are always ready and and geared to do. Uh, We don't see as much of it here in Southeast Alaska. We do a lot more of the land-based medical evacuations. While the conditions were a bit windy, Christensen says the medevac went well overall, thanks to his own team and also the quick thinking of the tug's first mate. The first mate, like I said, being a, a very competent mariner, he was able to kind of uh, adjust his course for a better flying profile for the helicopter to just kind of help us out uh, as well. So I think everything worked out very well in the sense of like the good weather, uh, his ability to maneuver the boat. And then again, my, my crew in the back are, are absolute top notch and they were able to get it. We were about to get in and out of there pretty quickly. We were, I think we we're off scene in less than 30 minutes uh, after arriving on scene. So very, very quickly executed. Coast Guard Air Station Sitka covers the entirety of southeast Alaska from the Dixon entrance north to central Alaska and from the U.S.-Canadian border west to the Gulf of Alaska. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. After around a year without one, Sitka has a new animal control officer. Sam Pointer took on the job in June and brings optimism and a community-driven approach to a role that can be as challenging as it is rewarding. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. Sam Pointer is introducing me to his office mate at the Sitka Animal Shelter. Carlos, uh, Catherine, right? Yep. Yes. There he is. He is so cool. Yeah. Carlos doesn't respond because he's a turtle. A Russian tortoise, actually. He's a recent rescue 
one of the first in Pointer's tenure as Sitka's new animal control officer. He, he's a little high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. It's not just uh, give him a little grass and, and let him go. You got to make sure he gets some uh, warm soaks and, and right proper diet. And he likes a little attention. Yeah, he's a little attention getter. So uh, he's, he's my buddy right now. Originally from St. Louis, Pointer's called Sitka home for nearly a decade. He's worked in the healthcare field, he served in the military, but this is his first time working with animals professionally. I applied and then read the job description, and I think if more people read the job description, they may have gotten more applicants. But there are so many interesting aspects to this job that I want to learn. He's been doing his rounds most mornings, stopping by local dog parks with treats in hand, introducing himself to local pups and their human companions. Pointer recognizes that while animal control officers are often seen as dog catchers, the job is much, much more than that. Uh, Working with individuals in the community, uh, promoting responsible pet ownership, public health, uh, which is at the root of mostly everything we do as a city employee. So all those things kind of came into play. Before Pointer took on the role, the position was vacant for around a year, leaving the nonprofit board, the Friends of Sitka Animal Shelter, to run the organization entirely with volunteers. Dusty Kidd is the board's treasurer. It's been a challenge, to be honest with you, uh, having somebody trying to be there and answer phones, get back to messages, but also the most important thing, of course, is caring for the animals that are housed at the shelter. A challenge to be sure, but some 40 enthusiastic volunteers rose to the occasion, around 20 of them regularly caring for the animals on a rotating schedule each week, making sure the administrative work got done and in that time even pumping up their social media and adoption outreach. And they waited. Finally, in June, Pointer came on board. I'm just delighted to have him uh, on board as the ACO. Uh, He seems to be very enthusiastic. He clearly cares about animals and will be uh, a tremendous help uh, just to animal management in the city, but also in the shelter specifically. Kid says working in an animal shelter requires an even temperament, long-term vision, and willingness to provide care in the best interest of the animal. Pair that with the community outreach and enforcement side of Pointer's job, the ACO post takes a person who can kind of do it all. Fortunately, Pointer's a natural with people and pets. He married his wife, Eve, shortly before he was hired, and together they have a micro-zoo of furry friends. My, my lovely bride, uh, when I met her, she had three cats and two dogs. Uh, we currently have four dogs, six cats, uh, three bunnies. We're, we're avid pet lovers. <laughs> and while Pointer started out as more of a dog person... Recently, he's grown very fond of their cats, and one tends to favor him too, a rescue named Peaches. I was always envious of people with cats on their shoulders, how they can walk around and whatever, and Peaches is one of the first cats to just, you know, I can be folding laundry or doing something in the, in the room, and she just hops on my shoulder, and I think that's like the coolest thing to have a cat on your shoulder walking around. As Pointer shows me around the shelter, it's clear the building is in a bit of a transition. With the vet clinic recently moved out, a remodel is on the horizon. Now, much of that will depend on fundraising and city finances, but they have managed to flip one room into a more comfortable space for pets already. And here we have um, some of our adult cats who are for fostering or 
adopting. Pointer shows me the recently refreshed adult cat room. It's quiet now, but they have speakers equipped to play elevator music for the cats, a calming technique. A cat tree and a few beds on shelves line one wall, and in the corners of the room, on small risers lined with soft pillows, two cats peer down at me, somewhat skeptically. Another hides in a cubby. Pointer tells me their names are Onyx, Smoke, and Irish. Avis, a white and brown short hair with inquisitive yellow-green eyes, however, is eagerly circling our feet the moment we enter the room. Just like with Carlos, Pointer introduces us. What's up? Hey there. This is my friend Catherine. Hi. She's come to tell all the nice people in Sika that this is a nice place. And the only time you end up here and only if you absolutely have to, but you're going to get real good care here. People are going to be really nice to you here, Pointer tells Avis, but adds that if he had a good home, that would be even better. Then, of course, it's time for a treat. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. All of the pets mentioned in that story are available for adoption. Those interested can call the Sitka Animal Shelter at 747-3245. An investigation into the fire at Petersburg's St. Catherine's Catholic Church last week concluded that the blaze was caused by maintenance work happening outside the building. Petersburg's Fire Marshal Ryan Weldy said in a statement that the fire started on Dolphin Street and was accidental in nature. From there, the fire moved up the wall through the foam insulation inside the church's vinyl siding. It continued into the building's attic space and then spread over the roof. The Fire Marshal's statement added that an investigator representing the church's insurance company reached the same conclusions. The parish priest, Father Thomas Jose, was residing at St. Catherine's when it burned down last week. He'll move to a residence at Petersburg's Presbyterian Church and says services for his congregation will likely move to that location in the weeks to come. A story aired by KCAW News on Friday described the liberalization of subsistence harvest limits for sockeye at Readout Lake. The new limits are 50 fish per day with no annual limit, but only under federal subsistence rules. Many people in Sitka obtain a state subsistence permit, and although the state's limits have also been liberalized, they are not as high as the feds. As of July 1, the individual and household possession limit under state rules is 25 sockeye, with an annual individual and household limit of 100 sockeye. The issue is complicated further by the overlap in the permit areas. The federal subsistence fishery occurs in the lake drainage, which includes all freshwaters above mean high tide. The state subsistence fishery occurs in Readout Bay, up to the falls about 300 feet downstream of the weir. More information about the federal subsistence fishery at Readout can be found at the Sitka Ranger District Office. Information about state subsistence permits is available at the Department of Fish and Game. You can find contact information for both on our website, kcaw.org. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.